I had an idea to start my own podcast a long time ago. Not exactly original, I know, but you know what? It's not about what you do, but it's about how you do it. And I believe that everyone has a great story to tell from their life. And I love people's stories. So I decided that I will look for interesting people and just let them talk. Sounds simple, I guess. Well, it's never simple, but instead of dreaming, I just wanted to start doing and see what happens. So when my colleague and a good friend Rene told me that she was going to make a stop in Berlin on her way from Germany to Poland, I decided this is it. She will be my first guest on the podcast. And I invited her and she accepted. So thank you very much for that and say hi to everyone. Hey. <laughs> hi. So Rene, what kind of name is that? Are you German? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am German. Um, my parents are both German, but I was born in Portugal. I was born in Portugal and I was raised without electricity and running water for my without first running water. Yeah, for my first um, six years. And the name is actually French because my mom used to live in France, and yeah, I guess she liked it. And both your parents are German, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how was your life six years without all this luxury? Honestly, I don't have that many memories of it. Um, but yeah, we lived in the middle of the mountains um, in a tiny cabin surrounded by, I think, 23 goats. It sounds super relaxing, actually. Yeah, it was, it was great having this um, freedom to move wherever we wanted. Um, much less restricted compared to the average German kid, I would assume. Okay, and after six years you decided to, or your parents decided to move you to Germany, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was, For school? Yeah, that was the reason. So totally it was time, time for me to go to school. And my mom didn't want uh, me to put me in, into a Portuguese school. Why not? And, um, <laughs> I think it was, the school would have been an hour drive. Okay. And there would be a bus going in the morning and yeah, one in the evening. Yeah, because it's also remote, right? Uh, yeah. And um, so the school was like only in the morning and then we would be left to like roam the city. Um, and she didn't want that. And um, yeah, I guess it was also being closer to the grandparents. So we moved back to Germany when I was six. And uh, how was the school? Uh, if you want an honest answer, it was fucking hard adjusting from like being this dirty kid, um, like running through the mountains unrestricted and then coming into a German school system. This is so, so crazy, right? It was crazy. And um, kids are brutal so I, I i guess you could say like my first couple of years in school weren't that much fun <laughs> <laughs> and then you adjusted or not yeah eventually i adjusted okay how was like did you did you had good grades at school mm, i think i never did much for school so i i 
I never did my homework. I think my parents were not really after me doing my homework. Okay, and, lucky um, you. I think my, my grades were always okay-ish, but I never did much in school. So, but yeah, I found my way through it. Okay, and uh, what was your first job? Um, like as like the first side job or the first proper proper job? When did you make your first money? Oh, I think with sixteen. I think at sixteen I started working in retail next to school. Mm -hmm. um, at some point I started working in a cinema, and uh, my first proper job after finishing my studies was uh, in a cinema doing the marketing and sales marketing and sales and uh, sounds really cool actually so. it, it was super interesting because you have all these new topics the whole time, all those new movies that you have to advertise and, um, how did you advertise movies? Uh, corporations for example you find um, I don't know the target group in your area that would be interested in that movie. And then you try to approach them. And um, yeah, of course, also running social media and um, advertisement. <laughs> This just sound of my washing machine and somebody's on the background. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's Berlin. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, also... Um, Social media. Then you, at some point, I understand, started working at Komoot as a freelance editor. Yeah, exactly. How was that? I loved it. Why? So I, I think it was during the time when I was working in a cinema that I realized um, I wanted to get out more. I loved hiking. I, was, I started doing it every weekend and eventually realized that I that I want to focus my career on the outdoors because I'm more passionate about a topic. Um, when I, like I'm, I'm more passionate about, about work when I can work with a topic that I, that I like. And um, so... Was it connected to your uh, past with uh, living uh, in a wild place as a child? Probably, yes. So I was outside... Like every day, no matter the weather conditions, uh, as a kid, and eventually that faded out when I grew up. And it was, I think, in my mid twenties that I discovered going outside again. And from that point on, I I never stopped. Like I went outside every weekend. I tried to find new trails every weekend. And um, yeah, I, I I'm not really good about on focusing on things that I don't really care about so I need my job to be something that I'm passionate about otherwise I will probably die out of boredom at some point of course I don't understand you what is your passion um, outdoors outdoors photography dogs dogs are ah. dogs what kind of dogs um all kinds of dogs but um more like the medium sized to big sized dogs and preferably Fluffy. Fluffy dogs, but uh, not small dogs. They're okay when they're there, <laughs> but I would, I, would, I would probably not get myself a small dog. Um, but yeah, like 
all kinds of dogs. I actually used to work uh, on a husky farm and uh, used to do dog sledding and training the dogs and everything. So, yeah. And you're trying to get a dog for yourself now. Yeah. yeah How I does will. it work? Uh, I, will, I, I chose to adopt, to adopt a dog. Mm-hmm. I am not a massive fan of purebred dogs. And I think there are a lot of dogs looking for new homes. So I'm currently looking into different um, opportunities there. And let's see, I, I'm pretty sure that my dog will at some point find me, I hope. Oh, this sounds really cute, actually. Yeah, let's see. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's happening somewhere this year. All right. And uh, you plan to move to Norway and also get a dog. How, does, how do you feel about that? Will it work? Excited, scared as fuck. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all of it. Like, I, I really want to be in a place where I can do all the things that I like doing, being outdoors, hiking, biking, climbing, just spending time outdoors uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, in an environment that gives me the freedom that I'm looking for. Because in Germany, I currently feel a bit restricted. There are not that many remote wild places. So, um, yeah, that's the goal for this year, to find a place where I can do all those things in my everyday life. So you know that it will be Norway, but you don't know exactly where? I have an idea... Um, currently I'm focused on Lillehammer, oh. which is a quite, like, quite small town, um, around two to three hours north of Oslo. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the whole of Norway, it's so pretty far in the south, but, um, yeah. Really interesting. But what about the weather? The weather in Norway, it's cold, it's dark all the time, right? No, 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 no it isn't. Um... No, it's like in, in summer, it's very, there's a lot of daylight, even at night. Um, and the weather, of course, it can be, it can be cold in, in winter, but it can also be like 30 plus degrees in summer. So I think it's a good mix. And it's, first of all, if it's winter, it's a proper winter. There's snow. snow. Yeah. And I recently uh, went skiing, like my first multi-day ski trip. Mm. And I would love to do more of that in the future. And of course, like living in the middle of Germany, there are not that many opportunities around to go skiing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How was your ski tour? Painful. Why? <laughs> it, was, it was very painful. First of all, I'm not a very good skier. I thought I was decent when I went on that trip. And then I realized that Nordic skiing is a bit different. <laughs> Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was painful, but it was also exciting and super interesting. The weather wasn't ideal. It was very stormy. How many days? Uh, five days. Five days in yep. a storm. I just remember you sent pictures of, uh, of videos. Ah, it was on Instagram, right? Of, uh, like crazy blizzard and you are on on ski trying to get through all of this yeah that was that was the day before we started so we arrived at the the starting point of the of the trip and it was a massive winter storm 
and uh, we decided to, we decided to stay put for a day, um, try the skis, and like we went for our first trip 500 meters to the to the next <laughs> hotel, and I think I crashed like 10 times. Oh my god! <laughs> was, this is crazy. Yeah, um, I was I was considering quitting that day. But I, I'm very happy that I didn't. Yeah, strong. So, yeah, the weather the weather got better the next couple of days. Less windy, still pretty windy, and the visibility was not that great at times. Mm -hmm. But it was a very interesting experience. But also, but also, it was looking so great. Also, from like pictures point of view, from landscape point of view, right? It's an it's insane. This this white white landscape. Uh, without any traces of civilization, you can turn around 360 degrees and you see no people, no buildings. It's, it's just snow and some some hills. Yeah, exactly. This is so cool. Did you take many pictures? Quite a few, but on many occasions my hands were cold and the <laughs> wind was blowing. So I think I could I should have taken more, but that's. That's always the case. Like you never take enough pictures, yeah, right? Take a chance. Yeah, it's it's also a challenge for me because very often you are so tired and like the weather is not perfect. But actually, this is the moments when you actually do want to take pictures because those pictures are the best and the best memories. But you don't take them because like because it's so hard to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I remember we talked about it while I was on the trip. Um, but if you take your gloves off with 25 meters per second of wind mm -hmm. and you try to take a picture, it takes seconds because you before you cannot feel your hand anymore. So taking pictures is not that much fun in these conditions. Um, and it's it's pretty interesting because I've been on hiking trips um, remotely for weeks without meeting many people out of civilization and I've never um, experienced it like this uh, like on the if you go outside on in winter your focus narrows to the most essential things mm -hmm. so uh, when you go hiking in summer or, or biking you can focus on the landscape you can let your mind wander and um, you can sit down for an hour and rest, but in winter it's completely different. Like you're, you uh, cannot stop. I know it from cycling. If you go for a bike trip on on winter, you you just you cannot stop. As soon as you stop, you start freezing. So you need to push yourself further. But you are tired and you cannot do it anymore. But you need to continue doing it, otherwise you freeze. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, if you if you're out in the snow and you know there's nothing around you there are no people around you there are no streets nobody will find you like the only thing that you focus on is 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 moving refueling finding the right path and just like arriving at the cabin in the evening so there's not much space to think of anything else to let your mind wander Which is great, right? It's just about survival. It's about survival, but this is like when you actually reload, recharge. To me, to me, it works like that. Yeah. Several days of being super wild, like, uh, and uh, then you feel so much better. 
Yeah, mentally, yes. Mentally, yes. I, mentally, I was completely not, not physically. <laughs> physically, I was in so much pain afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, mentally, totally, I couldn't agree more. It's just a reset button. You you spent several months hiking along the Norway, right? How was it? How 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 did you come up with this idea? Um, it was in. I think 2017 or something that I came up across the idea of hiking the whole length of Norway for the first time and it just stuck and I was always curious about getting outdoors and um, being outdoors for an extended period of time like seeing how my my mind will adapt uh, if you're hiking for one or two months and you still have months to go um how it feels leaving the hamster wheel for for a longer period of time so um yeah that kind that idea stuck and for a couple of years i toyed around with the thought of doing it and i always thought like okay maybe at some point um there will be a time when i'm magically off work for a couple of months and I have enough saved up and eventually I realized that this this time is never going to come and that I if I want to do it that I have to make it work and um, yeah at some point I decided to do it and I told my my um, employer at the time um, like a half a week later that I'm going to do it and um, eventually I set up and hiked Did Norway you, in five did you months. Did you quit the job or? Um, yeah, I I was I was set on quitting if they wouldn't let me leave. But eventually, we found a solution where I could um, where I could return after my trip. Mm -hmm. So um, they let me go for five months, and I could do that trip. Cool. It sounds really amazing. I remember when you when, when we met for the first time, you always were talking about jackets and you're like i i used to work in a first shop <laughs> that sold jackets and i know everything about every single jacket on planet earth <laughs> can you tell more about that <laughs> yeah i um in between working for the cinema and my time at kumut i used to work in an outdoor store because it wasn't during my time at the cinema that i realized i wanted to do something outdoor related and I already had the idea in the back of my mind to do the trip through Norway um, and like what better place to work than in an outdoor store and yeah I learned a lot about um, materials about gear about clothing and um Yeah, it was it was very helpful. It's still helpful. Still you have all the typical right things. Yeah, I'm and I'm 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 a, I'm a massive gear junkie, so I love diving into the topic and finding the perfect kit for me. So yeah, I remember uh, we we were wearing the same jacket, <laughs> and I <laughs> yes. love that jacket. Yeah, this so. is how we start a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was super funny. And uh, now you you started working. I mean, not now. A long time ago, started working at Komoot as an editor, right? What do you do? Yeah, um, editors at Komoot create collections and and tours. What is collections? And a collection is 
basically a collection of tours um, to give users inspiration, um, where to go, what kind of activities to do in an area. And um, I came across that job offer and it sounded pretty much perfect for me. Like, I mean, I love planning routes. I love planning hiking trips and doing that for a living sounds like the perfect job. So for a year I did I did just that, like researching hiking tours and um, describing them, finding the perfect pic pictures to match them and inspiring users to go out and follow those routes. This is so cool. It sounds like a dream job. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. it's, it's so nice when you get the feedback and people ask questions. So I, for example, I created a couple of collections in uh, Scandinavia and I still get questions about from people asking like when is the perfect time of the year to do that and do I need to bring this mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and it's it's amazing to see that you put something together and then people take it as an inspiration and eventually do it themselves yeah I know this it's really cool like to to also inspire people to do things especially when they follow something that you created yourself Yeah, exactly. And my, my goal was always to provide them with all the information that they need, especially when we're talking about multi-day hikes in a very remote area, to provide them with all the information like where to um, recharge their batteries and what to bring. And it's really, it's an amazing feeling seeing people get outdoors and doing that. Really cool. Yeah. And after, I think, almost a year, Like working as a as a freelance editor, there was a job opening for a full-time role managing the team of freelance editors. And that's what I applied for and eventually got. What is what is your typical day? Um, so I'm I'm working as a managing editor now, mm -hmm. um, which means I'm taking care of our freelance editor team. And my focus is on sponsored collections. Um, we worked with tourism destinations and regions, also with brands who want to bring their content to Komoot and um, help tourism destinations get, visi get visible on Komoot. And my job is to um, put together their content, bring it to Komoot with the help of our, our editors and eventually match The right location with the right user, I would say, inspires users to to find new places uh, where they can go and what enjoy was, the outdoors. What was your the most interesting project? Mm, I think we worked with um, an organization in Austria that is called Österreichs Wanderdörfer. It's a um, They bring together multiple destinations who are focused on um, hikers mm -hmm. who offer amazing hiking opportunities. Mm -hmm. And every year they have this um, campaign where they invite content creators to Austria, to these destinations, send them outdoors and inspire people um, with the content that they create. And we partnered up with them. Last year, we Komoot was one of the main sponsors of that event, and uh, we traveled to Austria 
and uh, educated the content creators and using Komoot, um, showing their tours um, afterwards and created collections for them. And that was a really, really nice project. Sounds like really interesting project, right? Okay. And we were talking about before when we were trying to prepare to this forecast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> and uh, I came to idea that you have to come up with the five facts that no one knows about you. Did you did you prepare? It's so hard because I feel like I'm an open book and I tell people everything. Oh, so boy. it's really hard to come up with something that people don't know about yet. And you already stole like one thing from me what, in the what, beginning. What, what was it? Like, uh, I, I, I was born in Portugal and I lived uh, my first six years without electricity and running water. Um, that was number one. Number two is um, in the past two years, I've been diagnosed with depression first and then ADHD, oh. which is a very good combination. Um, and I'm a, I, I would say I'm a massive advocate for mental health, especially also in the, in the, in the work environment. And right. that's, that's a topic I deeply care about. Um, yeah, and I'll... I feel like all the other things people probably know about already. I hiked the length of Norway. I love dogs. <laughs> I used to work as a dog sledding guide. Here are five facts, but we already covered them. Um, let me see if I can think of anything else. Do you have any broken bones? A lot. I broke my uh, I broke my nose. I broke my oh, arm. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing interested. I'm I'm afraid I just ran into a door. So Oh my god. Sounds um, terrible. Yeah, I, I broke my arm twice and uh my toe in the weirdest <laughs> way. Um and yeah one year ago I broke my collarbone during a dog sledding trip. Oh no. Which also ended my work on Natsuki Farm. And um, yeah, but I think, I think that's it. It sounds like you have a lot of experience. Fun fact about me, thank God I have, I, I've never had any broken bone yet in my life. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. How many tattoos do you have? Uh, three. Three tattoos. Three tattoos, yeah. But you have like a one, messy one on your arm. And uh, as far as I know, tomorrow what do you do? I'm traveling to Gdansk and uh, get it finished. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently covering my arm. I'm currently covering my arm um, with a sleeve. And it's a, a memory of the, of the hiking trip that I did in Norway. The, a lot of... Uh, different plants over the course of, of the whole plants. year. So the whole tattoo is about plants. Wildflowers, yes. Wildflowers. What mm. kind of flowers? Yeah, Norwegian wildflowers. And starting from the first flowers um, coming up in spring and over the course of the year, like during summer and how nature eventually, um, yeah, changes. This sounds like a wild idea. And this is just all about the two. 
Yeah. Oh my God, this is so Co- crazy. Covering the whole arm. So tomorrow you travel to, to Poland to, to continue doing it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, are you excited? Yes. Really? I'm, 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 yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited com- seeing it come together in the end. Um, and it's an idea that I'm, well, I have carried around with me since I hiked through Norway. And I eventually found the perfect artist for that, thanks to you again. You're welcome. <laughs> I would probably never have done it if it wouldn't be for you. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to seeing it finished. Do you like do you like this feeling of having tattoos, like when when the needle like, scratches your skin? No, I no. hate it. I hate really? it. And every like when I started the the sleeve, and she was five minutes in, I was thinking, did I really think this through? Do I really want that? Oh my god! But it's too late, and it's good for you because like there is no way back. Exactly. You cannot tell her like, oh, I'm, I I changed my mind. Let's let's quit it. Um, no, I really don't like it. It's painful. Yeah, I have one on my back. That wasn't that bad. Really? But you don't have that many nerves on your back. I'm pretty sure that it's opposite. Like the, comparing to arm, your back has to be a lot more sensitive. No? To me, it, it, it was less painful on the back. I mean, do you remember being a kid and uh, when we used to write stuff on each other's backs and you have you had to tell what people were writing on your back mm-hmm, and you could mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. tell so like i think the nerves are less sensitive on the back so for me it wasn't that painful maybe it's for you good for you mm. yeah not as good if i'm thinking about finishing my arm all right thanks a lot for joining this talk it thanks. was really nice to talk to you Thank you for inviting me. I wish you good luck for tomorrow, traveling to Poland and show your new fresh tattoo to everyone on the next gathering. I will. I will. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for the conversation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.